Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. We're going to go over, so obviously it's AB, Jake, and I. We're going to go over there's 16 regionals today, so we're going to try to spend like three or four minutes on each one. Obviously, that's still a lot of time, so we're going to try to go as fast as possible, but at the same time, this is also being recorded, so feel free to come back in and listen to any of our regional breakdowns. Um, and we're going to go in alphabetical order since apparently that's how uh, DraftKings does it. <laughs> so... We'll start with the Auburn Regional. Um, Auburn is at home here. They're plus 150. UCLA is plus 225. Florida State plus 240. Southeastern Louisiana plus 1200. Uh, all I really got is Auburn's lost plenty of series at home, but I don't really like Florida State or UCLA. I, Jacob's going to mention something about their injuries in a second, so I'm probably staying off this regional. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, so if anything, I like Auburn, but Auburn's been struggling going into the tournament. Um, UCLA is very injured, like John just mentioned, and the FSU has been really bad on the road. They just sneaked into the tor- tournament. And um, Auburn's best starter, Joseph Gonzalez, I've, I'm assuming he'll play the winner of UCLA-Florida State. So wh- whoever loses that game, Auburn's in a good position to um, – or whoever wins that game, Auburn's in a good position to win game two. So I think Auburn at plus money. It's an SEC schedule or SEC ballpark that's going to be rocking. I like Auburn. And then the UCLA, they are without their star freshman, Cody Schreer. And he was out last week, but he's questionable now. They've been banged up. Jake Brooks is out for the season. Thatcher Hurd's out for the season. Gage Jump's out for the season. Um, and then FSU, Bryce Hubbard is struggling um, uncharacteristically. Parker Messick struggling. I think Auburn's the bet here. I like it. I like it. A.B., what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't disagree at all. Like, you know, I, I agree, obviously, with everything that Jake said. Auburn's baseball team kind of feels like Auburn's basketball team, like going exactly. down the stretch. Yeah, right? And, yeah. you know, the tough part is this. I think UCLA could be the best team if it weren't for the injuries, right? And I also don't like – how quickly we go from, you know, conference tournaments and you have West Coast teams going east and south and same thing the other way, right? So I think Auburn's probably your safest bet, although I'm not on it because anything can happen. It can get weird. Uh, I think if you're looking for a team outside of Auburn to win this regional, I think Florida State's probably your bet. Uh, But yeah, man, like there's a reason why I haven't put anything on it, if that makes sense. Yeah, so Florida State might have the two best pitchers in the whole regional and Come postseason time, you want to bet on pitching. So I think Florida State at plus 240 might be the, the best value. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to bet on Auburn, but I think if, I, if I'm going to take a team, I'll take Auburn. Yeah, A.B., that's a good point about them, about West Coast teams heading south and east. And uh, Jacob, that's a good point about pitching. So forgot to mention, in general, pitching is what wins regionals in these double elimination tournaments. Uh, because you don't have that turnaround time, so pitching depth. Um, and as Jake mentioned, seems like Florida State has it there. So we'll go on to the, the next regional now. 
Wait, one more thing. One more thing, John. Go yeah, go for it. I'm going to be on UCLA the next two years. I'm just telling you right now, UCLA <laughs> is very young. They're banged up right now, but their pitching depth is going to be insane next year. Um, they have the, both of their middle infielders are fresh, true freshmen this year. I think I might play a futures as soon as it comes available next year. There you go. So 2023 future already. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> we'll go to, uh, we'll go to uh, Austin, Texas next. So this regional, Texas is the favorite, minus 130. You've got Louisiana Tech, DBU, both 340, 320, and Air Force at plus 1,400. So I think Texas should have success at home in this regional. La Tech and DBU are consistent regional starlings. They are good teams, good programs that do get here a decent amount. So I could see an upset, but neither has been playing great lately. And I mean, Jake, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think either team has nearly as much depth as Texas does. I don't think many teams in the nation do. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually playing Texas minus 130 to get out of this regional. I think they get out of at least the regional. They might lose in the Supers, but I like them to get out of the regional here. What do you like, Jake? Yeah, so Texas has already moved from minus 120 to minus 130. So the public's on Texas. I don't mind the value of throwing a little something on Law Tech. I think they're by far the second best team in this regional. Dallas Baptist, I, I actually had them go into Omaha before the season. They've been a little disappointing. Um, and then Air Force actually played Texas in two midweek games and put up 24 runs in two games against Texas. But those were midweek games. Um, Texas will throw out Pete Hansen. And um, they should get it done easily against Air Force. So I think I like Air Force and maybe a little sprinkle in Law Tech. Yeah, I like that. And it's good to point out, it's a good uh, thing that you mentioned, the one versus the four seed and the two versus three seed here, you could see a lot of one seeds not necessarily pitch their ace, whereas two versus three game, you're going to see the top two aces. So that's also a big difference for the regional uh, number one seed, the home team. Uh, Abe, you got anything? Else? Yeah, yeah, I do. Huge. Exactly what you just said. You're going to see a lot of teams that are able to rest, uh, you know, their number one on Friday and throw them on Saturday. Like I, that, that is a massive difference of what you just yep. said. Not only having your one, not only being able to win a game, not using your one, but then using your one against the other team when they're already, you know, they've already used their guy. Like it's going to create such a mismatch here. Look, I already, I gave Texas minus 120 to win this regional on early edge, uh, I believe yesterday or Monday. Yeah, on Monday. And uh, look, I, I, quite honestly, I think Texas comes through this thing flawless. I, I don't think that they lose a game. And I know that it was forever ago in the season. But Texas is the only team that I saw that not only went head-to-head -head with Tennessee, they beat Tennessee, they pitched better than Tennessee, they hit better. Like, and again, I know that we're talking about two months ago, right? Mm -hmm. But still, like, Texas has that ability to go head-to-head -head with anybody at any given moment. And even when they're not playing their best, they should run through these three teams. Louisiana Tech's a good baseball team for sure. DBU's not a bad baseball team either, right? But long story short, I'm all over Texas. I think that they win. I think they win their region. I don't think that they lose a game here this weekend. Yeah, and Texas definitely. I mean, all these guys who went to Texas were probably the number one recruits in their state coming out of high school. So all these guys are top recruits. They have tons of talent. They should make it through the regionals. Jake, you got anything else? Yeah, also Texas is 24-7 and seven at home. Uh, home field is huge, um, especially for Texas. It's going to be rocking there. I think, yeah, I, I think Texas could easily go 3-0. Um, I think La Tech's the only team that might give them any trouble. They, um, But La Tech's pitching hasn't been as great as it was projected to be at the start of the season. So I, I'm with AB here. I think the value's all in Texas. Cool.
All right, we'll go to the next one. The Blacksburg Regional. Virginia Tech is heavy favorites, minus 155. You've got Gonzaga, plus 195, and then two very heavy underdogs in Columbia and Wright State. I actually thought Gonzaga, Gonzaga was one of my College World Series teams before the season, and I wouldn't be terribly surprised if they do it here, mainly because it's going to be between Virginia Tech and Gonzaga here. But Virginia Tech went 29-5 and at home and 19-9 and in the ACC. Um Jake, I was going to ask though. You think is uh, Gabriel Hughes? He's is he's he's healthy, right? Yeah, Gabriel Hughes is healthy, which is big. Um, and William Kempner, who was out for a while, is healthy. The only thing is that their number two starter, Tristan Vreeling, he's been struggling heading into um, the tournament. But they have three solid starters, even without him. So my question for you here was going to be: Do you think that they save Hughes for the second game? I think. I don't think so. I think they, they go with Hughes game. So what my assumption is, is that two versus three seeds, you're going to throw your number one. One through four, you're not going to throw your number one. One versus four, you're not going to throw your number one. So I'm assuming right now that he's starting um, game one, but you never know. Cool. Yeah, that's that's a big thing for me. But I, I think Gonzaga does have a chance. I'm not betting on this, but I, I wouldn't mind a sprinkle there. AB, you got anything? Yeah, so I actually bet this uh, this morning or yesterday. Yeah, this morning on the early edge, Virginia Tech minus one fifty uh, to win the regional again. I, I think that like what you guys said, Gonzaga's a good baseball team, right? Um, it's pretty much these two. Uh, but look, I, I like what Virginia Tech has done all season long. I like what they've done in the ACC tournament, and I understand that they lost the ACC championship to North Carolina ten to nothing. That actually makes me like them more because before that game, they had six straight games where they scored six runs or more. Right? They put up eighteen against Clemson. Like they have put in work on the plate or at the plate. Right? So it, as long as they're hitting, I, I don't. I don't know if anybody's going to hold up with them because their pitching is solid and it's good enough. It's good enough to run them through this weekend, even if their hitting is marginal, you know, and just average. But if they start attacking at the plate, good luck, man. I don't think anybody has the firepower. So, yeah, I know it's a little juicy. Um, you know, anybody make your call if you want to ride Virginia Tech on that one. I did uh, because I think that, that honestly, that they're just a much better team. And that, and, and that saying Gonzaga is a good baseball team, I think Virginia Tech at their best, uh, especially at home, yeah, they're going to they're, they're gonna have firepower for sure. So I, th- I think Virginia Tech wins this regional, but the only problem with the minus 155 is I think if Gonzaga plays them in the second game, I think it's going to be right around minus 155. That's why I'm not betting on the regional, because I think you could get the game a game um, two with that exact same value. Um, I actually, I do like Virginia Tech's pitching, um, which another thing's interesting. Wright State and Virginia Tech played each other in a series earlier. Uh, Wright State's, I think, the, are they the four seed? Um, yeah. Yeah, so, and... Wright State got to Griffin Green, who's been great this season. I think they scored 11 runs off them. They won 11 to 5. Uh, Virginia Tech dominated the, the next two games of the series. Um, but that's something to watch out. Wright State almost beat Tennessee last year in, in the regional. Uh, it, it took a Joe Gilbert walk-off for them to advance. Um, so Wright State's definitely a, a, a one of the better four seeds, just offensively. Their pitching is, is not as good as it was last year. Um but I think Gonzaga has the best pitching. Virginia Tech has the best bats in this regional. I think Virginia Tech uh, advances, though. Yeah, from what I remember from Wright State earlier in the season is they have bats. and it They always have like, bats. Yeah. yeah, and it seems like the odds makers are kind of counting them out. What do you think about a sprinkle at plus 2,000 to win the regional there, Jake, for Wright State? 
I just don't think they have the pitching um, to to win more than I don't think they win a game, but but I, I don't think so. Um, so more of I mean, like plus the 2000, odds are off, but you don't think they're going to win? Like they probably yeah. I think they could compete. I think they could put up a ton of runs. Maybe if they were, they play Columbia in game two um, or something like that, I think that they could win that game. But um, their offense is so good, but their bat, uh, their pitching is just not there for me. Cool. Maybe you got anything else? Nope, nothing for me. All right, we'll go on to the Chapel Hill Regional with UNC hosting Georgia's plus 150, UNC plus 100, VCU plus 550, and Hofstra, Heavy Dogs plus 3,000. So UNC has won 15 of their last 17 games. They have pitching depth, which is big. I, I if There's one thing I remember about UNC is they have their relievers. They have good starting pitching, but they can bring in multiple relievers that can go multiple innings, and that's big in a tournament like this. <clears throat> Sorry. And they're able so Jake, I also wanted to ask you a question here. Georgia's top starter, you think he's gonna start in game one, right? I think so. Because VCU is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. They've won fifteen straight games. So it's interesting. UNC and VCU are two of the hottest teams and then that same regional. Um but it's interesting. So they've been Georgia's rotation's been hurt all year. Um Jonathan Cannon's their stud that John's talking about. He's actually struggled in his last four starts. He's allowed like one run per inning his last four starts. Um, he's definitely not the same as he was at the beginning of the year because he's dealt with these injuries. I was th- I think VCU's at plus 175 in their first game against Georgia. I was thinking about playing VCU there, actually. I like it. Well, that's, hearing that, I like it as well because I'm playing UNC plus 100 to get out of the Chapel Hill Regional. Uh, Me too. They, they impressed me in the ACC tournament. This team is built for the postseason. And now that you mentioned that George, Jonathan Cannon hasn't been pitching well, that's big because he's probably going to pitch in the first game. Then if he does pitch in, in the second game, he's probably not going to pitch that great. So I'm going with UNC here. Yeah, UNC at plus 100. I'm all, I'm all over that. They're 29-6 at home this season. They're a different team at home. Max Carlson's been great. Um Brandon Schaefer, their number two starter, um, through a complete game like last week. Uh, Vance Honeycutt, they have a true freshman who has hit like 21 homers, has like 28 stolen bases. Their lineup's solid to, uh, top to the bottom. They don't have any like studs like besides maybe Honeycutt, but um, I, I like the value on UNC. Cool. AB, what do you got? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, with North Carolina, you're betting on the streak of what they're playing now, right? Like of how they look the last seven, eight, nine games, right? Because you look at their season, I mean, yeah, yeah 29 and six at home, which is good because they'll be at home all weekend. But I mean, you know, on the road, they were five and 12, right? Like, I mean, it, it didn't start great, but they got better as the season went along. And that's kind of exactly what you want. And, you know, when looking at these prices of, you know, plus 100 for North Carolina, 150 for Georgia. Like, I think that we are absolutely overpricing Georgia. I do not exactly. think that they're that good of a base. They're fine. They've like, lost four straight not... SEC series, and they're 9-10 uh, to 10 on the road and 3-2 and two in neutral site games. I think they're way overpriced. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, completely. Like, and it's not, you know, bashing them. It's just they're not that good, right? But, you know, if North Carolina goes cold, then this whole thing is up for air, right? But uh, I think that if North Carolina just stays even – like, they should be able to take care of business here. And, you know, I, I don't know if this fits in every single regional, but 
you know, do you guys put it into any thought into, you know, say you've got Friday, you've got the three versus two that generally plays around what three o'clock, two o'clock, something. And then the one and four generally plays around six o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. You know, you could kind of get a feel for these teams. Like when we look at a Gonzaga and the Blacksburg regional, Georgia and the Chapel Hill regional, right? Louisiana tech and the Austin regional, you know, you're going to get a feel for who they're throwing, what they look like, what their pitching looks like, what's their hitting look like, you know? So I would say, you know, pay attention. I don't know, you know, if DraftKings or, you know, whoever like, you know, once the games, like one game starts at a regional that they shut all the betting down, you know, in terms of winning said regional, but just pay attention to that because you're going to kind of get a feel for three, two, before you get a look at the number one, who you're probably going to be betting on to win these regionals. I like it. That's a good point. And with the both of you agreeing with Georgia, it seems like, I mean, I we all like UNC, but it seems like VCU as a sprinkle isn't that is a pretty good value as well. Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree? They might have the best player in, in the regional and Tyler Locklear um, is hitting over 400 this year, 19 bombs. Uh, so I agree. I think they might be worth a little sprinkle. Yeah, it, it would not be. It would not surprise me to see VCU beat Georgia on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Like that would that it wouldn't be that crazy of a game. And then if they do, hey, it's on, man. Then you oh, get yeah. your value back right there. So that's that's all you're really asking for. You could hedge with UNC after that. So if you do want to play VCU, you have a ton of options if they do win. Um, all right, next we'll go to the College Park Regional. This is in Maryland. Uh, we got Wake Forest plus 110, Maryland plus 140, Connecticut plus 450, and LIU plus 8,000. So, I mean, I really just like the Maryland pitching depth, but I'm not sure I like the value anywhere here. Um, I Another thing that I saw is that Maryland Stadium playing at Maryland is one of the biggest park factors in college baseball. It's very, very pitcher-friendly. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. But, uh, Jake, you got anything here? Yeah, I think it's a little disrespectful that Maryland's at plus 140 and Wake's at plus 110 in Maryland's regional. Uh, Maryland's 24-2 and two at home this year. They Pretty much their entire starting lineup was first-team uh, Big Ten. Uh, I, I like Maryland, the value on Maryland. Wake Forest has to play UConn. I really like Wake Forest as well, but Wake Forest has to play UConn in the first game. UConn's a very good team as well. Um, UConn has this their top three pitchers are all very solid have sub three five eras wake forest has uh their stud Rhett louder pitching probably pitch game one i'm assuming and they don't i don't love the depth behind louder so i like maryland that's a good point ab you got anything yeah i agree like look like i i don't think that there's a clear standout in here that's why we're seeing you know the home team that's plus 140 and you know a visiting team plus 110 in wake forest but look the one thing with maryland and give them credit because, you know, uh, Bowman, you brought up a good point. Like their, you know, stadium is very pitcher friendly because of how large it is. Go look at Maryland's scores oh, this yeah. year. Like they like they are either going to put up 15 runs or three, yeah. right? Like, I mean, every single game. So if their bats are going and in a park like that, like you kind of get have to give them a little bit more respect than they probably get in regards to it. So I'll say like I'm not betting – this regional because like you guys said like I, I don't think that there's 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 too much risk when there's much more consistency that you can find elsewhere but if you're just dying to sprinkle on something like this it's absolutely maryland because if their bats are going good luck nobody else is going to hit like them yeah that's a good point it, it does seem a little weird that they're not the favorites in the regional at home i guess it's more of the like the the overall resume sort of thing for Maryland. I believe this is their first top eight seed ever, right? And maybe their first home regional, first home regional in a while at least. So 
Yeah, it's a very veteran team, um, especially in that lineup. Uh, they have a lot of seniors and juniors and redshirt juniors, so that's another factor. Like, let, let me say this real quick in regards to Maryland, and just because I'm here in Nashville, I, you know, I watch a lot of Tennessee baseball and have for a long time. Like Tennessee put up 561 runs this year. All right, Maryland 519. Like they're six in the country in runs. Like this team can go crazy at any moment. So if their bats are hot, like they'll blast through anybody that they're playing. But the other side of it, if you're betting on that, this got to be going because it could get cold and they could put up one or two runs very quickly on you. But if their bats are going, dude, they'll blast anybody they're playing in this region. Cool. I like it. So if anything, really Maryland from all of us or from you guys, at least I, I, that's my hometown team. I'm not, or I guess kind of hometown team, but not sure about that. Um, let's go with the College Station Regional now. We've got Texas A&M plus 110, TCU plus 180, ULL plus 550, and Oral Roberts plus 750. So this regional interested me because Oral Roberts as the fourth seed, or I believe they're the fourth seed, has the lowest odds at plus 750 out of any of the fourth seeds. So I would not be surprised to see chaos here. Um, I'm not making any plays on this regional, but I think I saw something, Jake, they they have a first year head coach that came from TCU. Did I see that right? Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah. Jim Sausnagel. Yeah, but he, so he's one of the, the better coaches in all of baseball and all of college baseball. They they spent a lot to get him. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so that would be very interesting if he gets in his first year gets to match up against his old team. Uh, that would be a very interesting storyline to look out for. But you got any plays on this, Jake? Yeah. So Texas A&M went 19 and 11 in the SEC. I think you can't overlook that. I don't think this TCU team's that great. Oral Roberts is a is a tough uh, four seed matchup. I think they did beat Ole Miss. I want to say earlier in the season, um, but I, I like the value of A and M at plus one ten. There we go. It's going to be rocking there. I like it. Maybe you got anything? No, nothing from me. Um, I, I just don't like anything out of here. Like you said, like I, I feel like this could be the crazy regional where an Oral Roberts comes through, Louisiana Lafayette could come through. Like they could play ball. Like all four of these teams are kind of in the same, you know, uh, I guess talent pool level, so to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like it's way too much risk for me. Nothing on it, but it's going to be fun. I'll tell you that if there's going to be one regional, like just a random strange regional that you watch. Watch this one. Like, it could be a ton of fun uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, especially if Oral Roberts manages to pull off an upset there. That would be total chaos. Um, next, we'll go to the Coral Gables Regional in Miami. Uh, hopefully, I can make it out to this one. We'll see. But it's about an hour from me. We got Miami plus 100, Ole Miss plus 185, Arizona plus 37, Canisius plus 7,500. So Miami's lost six of their last eight games, mostly to really good regionals teams. Ole Miss has been on fire. They've won eight of their last ten. I wouldn't be surprised to see them come out strong. Arizona's got good bats, but they seriously lack pitching depth, especially in this type of format. I like the value in Ole Miss at plus 185 here. So I'm actually playing Ole Miss at plus 185. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you completely. I'm all over Ole Miss here at plus 185. Miami's struggling to end the season. Ole Miss is catching fire at the perfect time. Their their pitching was what was uh, holding them back early in the season. They're starting to, to get some good starts together. I'm not a big believer in Arizona. Their ace at the beginning of the season, TJ Nichols, has been struggling lately. Uh, I um, I mean, plus 185, I think, is tremendous value right here. 
AB, what do you think? Uh, yeah, well, first off, uh, Ole Miss will have more fans there than Miami will. <laughs> like, yeah. let's just be oh, honest, yeah. right? Like, Ole Miss baseball is an institution. Um, look, man, like, if this were 10 games ago, I would bet Miami, I would put my house on Miami. Like, they're a much better team than anyone else 10 games ago. But that's 10 games ago. Like you said, like, they have fallen off dramatically. And not only that. Like, and, you know, we talk about it on the show all the time, you and Mike do, you know, in terms of trends and really, like, not paying attention, like, to those because they, you know, year after year, it doesn't really matter because it's different players. That said, like, Miami is that team. They're like Gonzaga basketball. Like, they always get there and then, like, just fall apart, right? And it's like, dude, like, how many times is that going to happen? And, again, like, that might not mean anything from the 2008 Hurricanes team because you know those guys are 22 years old or whatever right but for some reason it just continues to happen over and over so no bet for me on it but I'm with you guys if I were looking for something yeah Ole Miss is the play on that yeah and Miami if, if I remember correctly Jake correct me if I'm wrong they're super young still um so it's not surprising to see them be streaky um is that right yeah they're, they're very young um their their third baseman's their stud, Yohani Morales. Um, I mean, they're a good team. They're just yeah, super streaky. If anything, I'd bet on Ole Miss. Yeah, it seems like if anything, Miami and Ole Miss would be a, should be about the same value. So we're getting good value Ole Miss there. Arizona's right, definitely dangerous, but they're yeah. they're not playing well lately, and I don't trust their pitching. It's true. Good good quick last point. Their bats especially are capable of winning any game, but just don't think that's great value there. Yeah, they have a couple first-round bats on that team. Yeah, and they will consistently every year. (laughs) Um, All right, we'll go to Corvallis next. Oregon State. So Oregon State is favored pretty heavily, minus 140. Vandy, plus 185. San Diego, plus 450. New Mexico State, plus 6,000. So all I've really got here is that Vandy knows how to play in the postseason, so I really would not put anything past them. I'm a little bit surprised that the odds aren't much closer here. Um, but Oregon State should have, have the pitching depth. Uh, is that what do you think, Jake? I mean, I'm not surprised that Vandy's at plus 185. They've lost five of six. They're just not pitching. Um, they're not like the usual Vandy teams. But yeah, I wouldn't put it past them to make a little run. I really like this Oregon State team. Um, they kind of finished a little slow, but they have the bats. They have the top arms. Um, I, I, if anything, I'm on Oregon State. San Diego also beat Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference Championship. Um, so, so they're on a bit of a hot streak, too. There you go. Amy, what do you think? Yeah, so, look, I, I live just down the street from Vanderbilt. I, I'm around this program a lot. I've seen this program come up, and, the, you know, the years after years of the players and everybody that they've had, something is very wrong with this team. And Tim Corbin's kind of lost it. Uh, this is not your standard Vanderbilt team at all. I will say this. If, if anybody out there has prop bets, uh, on, on college baseball, which ten- the state of Tennessee does not. Uh, bet on Enrique Bradfield Jr. to steal bases. This dude <laughs> yeah. just steals constantly. He'll steal home. Like, I mean, like, and, and dude, he, he never, ever gets thrown out. So Vanderbilt will definitely scrap with you. They're going to play the states at a station style of ball. And look, they, they're good enough to beat better teams by doing that because, you know, like you said, they've been there. Tim Corbin's been there. Like, they know what they're doing. But that said... Uh, I've already bet Oregon State to win this uh, regional. Quite frankly, I think that they go through flawless as well. I don't think that they lose a game. Um, Vanderbilt's dangerous, like you guys say. 
but there's there's something wrong with this team. Uh, they, they've been doing weird things the last 10, 11 games that Tim Corbin never does. Uh, he didn't speak to the media, you know, a week and a half ago or so, a week ago, which doesn't sound like much. He's never done that once, right? Like, there's something wrong with this team. So I, if you're looking for value, I would look elsewhere. Vanderbilt's a great name, but this is not Vanderbilt of last year or years before yeah, and to AB's point, so Enrique Bradfield is 43 for 43 in stolen bases this year after going 47 and 6 as a true freshman last year. So he has 90 stolen bases over the last two seasons. Decent. He's, he's insane, man. Yeah, like he's this insane. dude will just take off. And that's the one thing, though. Like if it's a tight game, like he'll, he'll steal bases. Like I don't even mean like steal. Like He'll earn you bases and get you opportunities to drive runs in. Like that's where they're dangerous, man. Uh, but if it's if it's a high you know high scoring game, nah, Vanderbilt's not going to play it. Cool. We'll go to the uh, next Gainesville regional here. Jake's alma mater. Florida is plus one twenty at home. Oklahoma plus two twenty five. Liberty plus three forty. And Central Michigan plus nine fifty. So I don't really have much here. I'll let Jake tell you about it. But I think florida makes it out i just don't think there's much pedigree for oklahoma or liberty but what do you think jake yeah so the gators just a month ago were in danger of not even making the postseason um i kind of like the value on oklahoma i think they're honestly the hottest team um in this regional central michigan probably has the best overall pitcher andrew taylor so that could give florida some troubles in game one the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I, I mean, I think I'm going to stay off, but Oklahoma is really, really high, especially on offense. Do you think Florida pitches their ace in game one? Probably not. Sully probably wouldn't, no. Yeah, that's big, too. Oklahoma won the uh, Big 12, right? Yeah, Oklahoma won the Big 12. They're, the they're, they're scoring like, yeah, they're scoring like 10 runs a game in the last month, it seems like. Liberty is also a dangerous team with their pitching. We were on them early in the season. They've kind of cooled off a bit. Midweek Liberty. Midweek Liberty unders. That that was a big trend early in the season. It kind of cooled off. Their team's cooled off, but they're, they're a good team. They're a very good team. AB, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I think it's it's you look at Florida and you try to figure out what you're going to get. Like, this is not your typical, you know, Kevin O'Sullivan team. And they've dealt with injuries, especially, you know, pitchers early in the season. Right. Like that's crushed them all year long because those guys were studs. Uh, you're right about Oklahoma being hot. Florida, like they've played much better, you know, their last five, six, seven games, especially the SEC tournament. But is I worry about teams that streak like that because as quick as it came, as quick as it can go, right? Like, I just don't trust it. I don't have any bets in on this thing. I think it's probably, uh, like, if you want to sprinkle something, it'd be Oklahoma. Um, but, yeah, I'm staying away. Like, there's too much risk here. Yeah, the Gators went 0-2 when hosting a regional last year, which scares me a bit. They do have two freshmen they put in the lineup late in the season who've been crushing. We're, we're a big spark. Um, but yeah, the Gators' top three pitchers to start the season are all out for the season. 
Yeah, that's not good, especially for <laughs> pitching depth in this type of tournament. But Sproat's been great. Like there, um, who's now turning into our ace. He's been great as of late. Cool. So none of us really have a play on that one, but look out for Oklahoma and Florida. Uh, next one, we'll go to Greenville, where ECU is. ECU is actually not favored here, and it's not by a long shot. Virginia is plus 100. ECU is plus 225. Coastal is plus 275. Coppin State plus 18,000. Um, ECU was 2-7 and seven against top 50 this season, but most of those games were way earlier in the season. They've also, ECU has now also won 18 straight games, including the AAC tournament. Uh, I watched them demolish my green wave after Tulane put up four in the first two innings, and it seemed like it would be a close game. It wasn't even close. They came back in like the fifth, took the lead in the sixth, and then it wasn't even close after that. Uh, ECU just has tons of arms. I like ECU at plus 225 here. I think there's tons of value. They're a much better team at home. Virginia has some solid arms and solid bats. They always seem to make it out of regionals, which is there's a reason why they're favored here. But they haven't been playing well that uh, lately. So I like ECU value plus 225. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, so ECU has won 18 straight, I think, coming into this game uh, or yeah. into this regional. They, if you look at their lineup, no one really stands out. This is what they do like every year. Like Everyone hits just around 300. No one has a ton of pop. Their pitchers are all solid, and they win games. I, I don't have any plays, um, but I am surprised they're at, all the way at plus 225, which might be worth a sprinkle. Virginia was one of my College World Series picks. I think I actually do have a future on them as well at plus 1,800. Um, but, yeah, they're struggling coming into this series. They do have Jake Eloff, Kyle Teal. They have all these bats, but their pitching's inconsistent. Yeah, and I think for ECU, Zach Agnos is really their only like guy who's been consistent the entire season right and he in the AC tournament i believe he went something crazy like 11 for 13 11 for 14 so he is ridiculously hot and you need at one or two of those bats to be ridiculously hot to make it through in a tournament like this ab what do you think yeah, look, I, I like Virginia in this, um, and that's nothing against ECU. Uh, look, Coastal Carolina is not a bad baseball team as well. Like, yeah, that's also a good point. Yeah, like it would be, it would not surprise me if Coastal Carolina gets on East Carolina, and that's why I kind of like Virginia here. Uh, look, if this were in Charlottesville, like Virginia would be minus two fifty, right? Like they are such a different team at home than they are on the road. That's why, like, I'm kind of surprised that they're favored, but it, it, they're that good of a team that even if they're not playing great, like they're just solid. And I know that's not the best analysis everywhere, but they, like no, they just don't, they just sense. don't, yeah. Like they just don't beat themselves. Like you're going to have to beat them, right? Like they're not going to give it to you. So yeah. I like Virginia here, uh, you know, plus 100. It's, it's not the greatest number in the world. And there certainly is risk with, you know, really any of these teams besides Coppin state. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think Virginia gets through here it might end in super regionals, but I like Virginia this week. Yeah, and there's so Virginia, they do just always seem to get through regionals. They always seem to make it to supers, whereas ECU on the other side doesn't. I believe I saw a stat they made it to 34. I think it was regionals since 1968, and they've made it to the College World Series zero times. So Cliff Godwin is supposed to be the guy that can take ECU over the hump. They've been, they've won regionals. They just haven't made it past supers. So maybe this is the year when they're super hot. Uh, obviously, Carson Wisenhunt still isn't there, but they have tons of different relief arms that can go multiple innings. So 
I think if you were going to play a team there, it's got to be UC or Virginia, and I could honestly see an argument for either one. Yeah, so I'm on Virginia minus 165 over Coastal Carolina in the first game. And to your point, they haven't gone out of Super Regionals, but last year they kind of ran into a buzzsaw against Kumar Rocker and, and Jack Leiter. So I think last year, if they played almost any other team, they would have made the College Row Series, and they got a tough matchup in Nashville last year. Yeah, those those two dudes were were two rocket launchers, right? Like, I mean, that that's just brutal to go against those guys. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, we'll go on to the Hattiesburg Regional next. Another team, Southern Miss. This is their home regional, but they're not favored. LSU is plus one hundred. Southern Miss plus one forty. Kennesaw State plus seven hundred. Army plus thirty five hundred. So I I think SMU is the real deal, and I think it's going to be either LSU or Southern Miss. I really don't give Kennesaw State or Army a chance. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm, I don't know much about Kennesaw State, Jacob, so maybe you can talk a bit about that. But yeah. my guess is that LSU would save their top arms if they can, whereas Southern Miss can definitely save their top arms. But Southern Miss also really has that pitching depth, whereas LSU is, is a lot more bat central. So Kennesaw is a team I wouldn't discount. They did win the A-Sun. They have guys who've been hit. I just don't know about their pitching. But I think... They, they could win a game here. That wouldn't surprise me. I don't know if I trust any team in this regional early. I, I do think there's some value on, on Southern Miss. Uh, but I'm, I'm staying off here. Yeah, I'm not betting on anything. If I was, I would definitely go Southern Miss, though. But, A.B., what do you think? Yeah, I agree. There's nothing that stands out. Like, LSU, I'm not sure that they're the best team. But I think that they have the highest ceiling, mm-hmm. right? Like, Southern Miss, like, I agree with you, like, completely. Like, I, I think that they're the most solid team that's in this um, in this regional. But I, LSU just has a higher ceiling. And if you get it, like, the, they, they could put it on any of these teams at any moment. I, I just don't trust them to do it. Uh, so, yeah, th- this, is a, this region is a complete non-bet for me because you, you just don't know what you're going to get. And there's nothing consistent enough to bet on it. Yeah, if a, a lot of you were following me early in the season, you remember a lot of LSU errors, and that will not fly in this type of format or really in any playoff format. Um, but we'll go on to the next regional. We got Knoxville, Tennessee regional, obviously the biggest favorites. They're minus 525 in this regional. Georgia Tech plus 550, Campbell plus 1300, Alabama State plus 20,000. Uh, Tennessee is a massive favorite here for a reason. Um, but I just don't, I mean, I, I know there's nothing you can really do with these odds. Um, Jake, uh, Thomas Harrington for Campbell, we were talking about some interesting matchups. Um, but you said that you don't think they're going to save him for Tennessee, right? Yeah. I think he goes game one against Georgia tech, um, in the two or three matchup. I like the value on Campbell at plus plus one twenty five in that game. I don't think there's any value on any anything else in this regional, but I do like that. I, I mean, Georgia Tech's bats are insanely good, but they just don't have the pitching. I think their like best pitcher has like a five ERA. That everyone else is like a six something ERA. Campbell has the pitching. Their shortstop's a stud. Zach Neto probably will be a top twenty pick. I like them to win the game one. Yeah. Amy, what do you got? Yeah, so yeah, so you know, like you said, like you know, betting Tennessee to win this regional, there's no value in that. Um, but I'll, I'll say this: the way to handle this regional here 
is, and you're, we're obviously going to have to take a look, you know, when totals are released, but betting overs because Tennessee, Georgia Tech, and Campbell, all three of them are top 10 teams in runs this season. Tennessee two, Georgia Tech five, Campbell 10. Like all three of these teams can go heavy in runs in a hurry, right? Um, you know, so I think that two, three matchup, like that Georgia Tech Campbell game is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee can cover the total on their own against Alabama State. You know, quite frankly, and, and, you know, you look at Tennessee, what they've done, like they played their like a last 11 days on the road, right? Like, I mean, this team hasn't even been home in a while. They're going to mash. But that Georgia Tech Campbell game, I'm telling you, man, like it's going to be good. Uh, I don't I don't have a total on it um, and I don't see the spread in front of me for it. But that game on Friday afternoon, dude, watch it like that's going to be a ton of fun, man. And Knoxville, if anybody's ever ever, you know, been or not been, you know, to, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium, that is a hitters park, son. Like they're going to be runs put up all over the place. Awesome. I like it. And the only thing so Tennessee started, but it was 30 and one. Do you remember yeah. off the top of your head? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, thirty and one, something like that. But the only thing I will say is an interesting nugget. I should say in honor of UAB that it, the other two teams that started that strong both lost in regionals. Yeah. So I granted this is two teams in like a forty-year span, so there's not like a ton of comparison to be, to be made. I don't think Tennessee is going to lose in this regional. But I did find it very interesting that, for whatever reason, the other two teams that were that good to start lost very early. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, next we'll go to Louisville. So Louisville Regional, about the last time, Louisville's plus 100 here, Oregon plus 140, Michigan plus 850, Southeast Missouri State plus 1100. About the time where I stopped betting on college baseball was around the Louisville-Michigan series. And I remember that snow game and – pretty much just watching all offense between those teams. Um, and I've got to imagine that's what it's going to be like in this regional, but because Louisville and Michigan, they're hitters. Oregon's a hitting team as well. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Jake. I'm not sure as much on yeah. that, but uh, what do you think here? I kind of like as a little sprinkle of Michigan at plus 850. Yes! Yes! Anywhere else. Um, Michigan just won... Their conference tournament, they're scoring runs like crazy. They usually have one or two aces that are really good. They have no aces this year. Um, but I, I like the sprinkle on Michigan plus 850 here. Ibi, what do you think? Yeah, dude, I agree, right? Look, like, if you want to compare Michigan to a team that we spoke about earlier, it's Ole Miss. Like, they're kind of playing the exact same ball right now to where they're playing their best baseball. But look, Louisville's good. Oregon's good. Like, we're not saying anything about those two teams. Uh, Again, I don't like Oregon going all the way to Louisville. Um, I I just don't like teams that have to go that far. But Michigan, like, they're – Michigan is a quiet team that is very fundamentally sound and is hitting well right now, pitching well right now. Like, they're going to be a problem in this thing. So, I'm with Jake. Like, I haven't bet anything on it, but I would sprinkle Michigan, if anything. And they're just two years away from playing Vanderbilt in the Cultural Series Championship. So, Eric Backage knows how to win. He's from the Vandy line of coaching. Yeah, I agree with you. I like it. Yeah, and from what I remember early in the season, too, is Michigan, they weren't losing games because they couldn't hit. They could hit pretty much every game. They just did not have any pitching and no pitching depth at all. So that's obviously not what you want to get through this type of format. But granted, none of these teams really have those pitchers that are going to dominate. So batting, pitching, hitting might get you out of a regional here. 
Um, next, we'll go to Stanford. We got three more. Stanford Regional. Stanford's minus 165. UC Santa Barbara plus 275. Texas State plus 350. And Binghamton plus 15,000. So Stanford's won 16 straight games, including the Pac-12 championship. Texas State has some talent, as we've seen earlier this season. They were able to take out Texas and play them well in those games. Um, a funny tidbit that I noticed, Jacob, Cooper here beat and Copper here beat. I had no idea that they were brothers. I, it, it's very obvious why it's confusing. His name is Cooper and Copper, so you just miss a few there. Um, but one plays for Oregon State, right, and one plays for Stanford. Both pitchers, both very good. I, I don't. There's a. I didn't know there's a Stanford player. Yeah, so I I just found that out, and maybe that's where my confusion's been all season. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so a Cooper and a Copper, but or at least that's what I've written in my notes. Maybe I messed it up. In yeah, I think you might have messed that up. But I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Hey, you're just throwing your copper sleeve on. Look, look I, I don't mean to, to interrupt. Let me say this: I do not understand what is going on with these numbers in this regional. All right, I put it on. Early edge yesterday, uh, or I'm sorry, on Monday, bet Stanford to win this regional. I, I don't think that they lose a game, quite frankly. I don't think any of it's going to be that close. And I'm not saying anything negative about Santa Barbara, Texas State, Binghamton, none of it. Stanford is a much better team than all three of these teams. And I know you're looking at 165 like it's a little juicy, but it's kind of not. Like, I don't think... If Stanford just plays normal baseball, like they don't have to play, you know, super great games, just don't completely not show up at all. They should they should coast right through this regional. I, I bet Stanford I'm all over it. I don't see why anyone's kind of even close here. Yeah, I got them at minus 155 yesterday. Their pitching's been there. Their hitting's been there. Brock Jones is insanely hot. Their center fielder who was on their football team uh, last year. And uh, yeah, I think they have the pitcher of the year in the con or that no, uh, Herpy was the pitcher of the year, but they have the freshman of the year, they have the player of the year, and they just dominated Pac 12 play. And uh, I think they win this easily. There we go. Um, yeah, the thing is, Stanford's on fire right now, but they don't. I mean, UC Santa Barbara's decent, Texas State's decent. I'm not sure how they've been playing lately, but they just. Don't You're just a Stanford hater. You're just a Stanford hater. <laughs> no, I'm saying they don't have a ton of competition there. <laughs> I will admit, I am definitely a Stanford hater, though. Especially, I, I think they've they've gone they've lost maybe two games total since I stopped <laughs> paying attention. <laughs> but they're on fire right now, and I will say they're the second behind Tennessee. They have the second highest odds to win their regional, so they're there for a reason. Um, but you guys got anything else on that? Those are official plays from you, right? You guys love Stanford? Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right, we'll go two more. We'll go to Statesboro here. We got – so this is another one. This is at Georgia Southern, but they aren't even the highest uh, – best odds, second best. They're the third best odds. Notre Dame's plus 145, Texas Tech plus 230, Georgia Southern plus 235 at home, and UNC Greensboro plus 1,600. Notre Dame was snubbed for a national overall seed. I, it could be motivation. I'm not sure if you if you really need more motivation than that. I mean, it's an overall seed, but I'm sure they would rather be home. Georgia Southern's only two and six against RPI top 25 teams, though, and so and Texas Tech is also a good team. So I'm just staying away from this regional. But Jake, what do you think? I think I like Notre Dame. Uh, I've been going back and forth if I want to put a play on it or not. 
I, I think I like the value of plus 145 here. Notre Dame's eight and three in neutral side games this year. Um, it, it is a little disrespectful for Georgia Southern to be the, the third best in terms of odds in this in the series and the regional that they're hosting. But Notre Dame's a good team. Um, they've been a good team the last couple of years. I like Notre Dame. Cool, A.B., what do you got? Yeah, I can't hate it. Like, the value on Notre Dame at plus 145, like, and then being the favorite, it's solid. Like, it's tough to turn that down. The wrench in this entire equation is Texas Tech because Texas Tech can score, quite frankly, uh, all over any of these teams that, that, that are in this regional here. Like, Texas Tech, if they, if they have a hot weekend, they'll smoke anybody that, that, that's in this deal, right? But the problem is that you got to kind of bank on that, right? Notre Dame's just an overall better team. Uh, but Texas Tech, man, it's too much of a wild card for me to bet on it because, ugh, like, Texas Tech could go six runs, seven runs, seven runs, seven runs in a weekend and, and take it, right? Like, they, they, they could just hit better when they're on their game, and that's what scares me. So that's why I, I'm staying away from this one. I actually think this is one of the – so Texas Tech always has tremendous bats. I think this is actually one of their weaker years, but they could still put up runs with anyone. Yeah. Um, UNC Greensboro could put up runs as well. I don't think they yeah. have the pitching to compete, but if you look up what they did in their conference tournament, they put up runs. They um, they played Wofford the one seed the last two games and outscored them 22-4. to four. So they could score. Their top like four guys in their lineup are all hitting well over three hundred with around twenty bombs. It's interesting. I think a big part of this regional is we have to remember that Notre Dame and Texas Tech are playing in Game One. They're the both the two highest odds here, but they're playing each other in Game One. So one of those teams will be playing with a loss going into in the second game. So Georgia Southern really has like we, we mentioned before the home team in the regional the number one seed has a massive advantage and so that's a massive advantage and it's pretty crazy to see the odds for Notre Dame and Texas Tech where they are considering that advantage. So that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any plays on this regional, but that's definitely something to think about. Yeah, you, you know what? Let me real quick like to what you just said. Losing on Friday in a regional is killer. It, like you, you're just yeah. playing so far from behind, and then you, you like your margin for error goes completely to zero. So I, that that's an excellent point from you by that that those two teams have to play each other. Yeah, no, I, it's huge. Like we we can't stress that enough. It's so massive. Um, Jake, you got anything else there? That's it. All right, we'll go to our last regional here, and then we can recap our plays real quick for y'all. Stillwater Regional, Oklahoma State, plus 150, Arkansas, plus 150, Grand Canyon, plus 350, and Missouri State, plus 1,200. So this regional is tied with Auburn for the highest odds for the first team. It's in plus 150 for the is the favorite. So I both Arkansas and OSU are plus 150. I think it's going to be decided between those two. Grand Canyon has been a big favorite to us throughout the season. They've given us plenty of plus money wins. Um, so I wouldn't, they're very unpredictable though. So they could, you know, they could hit and they could get through the regional, but, um, I was one. So has Arkansas been struggling? Yeah. They won, they won their last series of the season. Right. But other than that, they've been struggling. Yeah. They've been, they've been really struggling over the last month. Like they have the players. And if you like, look at all their, their fan bases is, is a very vocal fan base. Yeah. I, I think I know what you're 
yeah, they, they've been very disappointed with their play this season. Like they, every time they seem like they're going to break through, they just don't. Um, and also in this regional, like yeah, like you said, Grand Canyon's good, but Missouri State, I think they have a couple. Uh, wins over Power Five programs that they beat Arkansas in the midweek game earlier this season. They beat Missouri. Um, they're they're not a team to discount either. Yeah, and before you go, AB, I want I'll quickly hit on what it is that we're talking about. Is one of the ESPN radio hosts in Arkansas c- completely called out one of their players, like a, a kid, 22, 20 year old, and just not only was calling him out for his play, but just like insulting him, calling him names which is just completely unacceptable. And I will say, if like there's a reason you guys don't ever see us t- tweeting at players for making mistakes, stuff like that. It's just unacceptable. So if we ever see anyone like that, we'll be unassociated. But just wanted to get that out real fast. AB, what do you think here? Yeah, uh, first off, uh, what you just said about like not tweeting at players, a uh, trillion percent, right? Like that, That's never going to happen. Although I will say, I tweeted about Kentucky's center fielder uh, against Florida when he went up to the wall. I don't know if you guys saw it was completely knocked out. Like I, w- I was, I was kind of hoping for Kentucky to get in because they just played their hearts out like throughout the last 10 games of the year. And the center fielder actually tweeted back. He was like, man, I'm fine, bro. Appreciate you checking in. I was like, dude, my God. That's awesome. So, yeah. So respect to him, man. Um, let me say this um, with Arkansas. Like this is the regional that could make people look dumb. If somebody tries to go like super aggressive in who's going to win it because Oklahoma state could go, they could go undefeated. Arkansas could smoke this, like that, that those comments could wake this team up. And if, if so, Arkansas could play at a much higher level than any of the other three teams in here. Right. So it's like, that's why I don't have any official play. If I had to, I would actually bet Arkansas, even though you want to talk about a comparison, like, Auburn basketball being like number one and then having like just an an entire month of oil leaking. Like that's been Arkansas. Like they, they, they could show up and maybe score one run all weekend and be out. Like it, like it's been that bad, but if that turns like there's their, their floor is so low, but their ceiling is so high. It makes it such a risk. So no bet from me, but if I did, I would actually mess around with Arkansas here because I think that they could do it. Yeah, and that could definitely be used as a rallying cry too, especially for kids that age. They love to rally around their yeah. players in that sense. Even the coach like likes to do it, like uh, play that. You know. Oh, look, Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas's coach. Look, I, I watched last year live in person when him and uh, Tennessee's head coach Tony Vitello. I mean, they were about to fight on the field. Like Arkansas's <laughs> coach is fiery, and I mean, in a good way, right? Like, I mean, he rallies those guys. They play hard for him, so that's why it wouldn't surprise me if Arkansas kind of uses that and turns it around, but there's just so much risk because they just have just played awful the last month. And I hate it for them because they're a really good baseball team. It's just, you guys have all played, man. You get it. Like sometimes it just happens, man. It's just, you don't even know why it's just bats go cold. Pitchers get cold and you're done. Yep. Jake, you got anything else? Yeah. So Oklahoma state was one of my eight for Omaha to begin the season. I just don't trust them. Um, I'm with a B. I think, Maybe a little sprinkle in Arkansas, if anything. I'm probably going to stay off this regional. Word. Yeah, it seems like this is has a lot up in the air still. Um, all right, so that's all 16 regionals. Uh, we went through overall World Series plays. I, I don't think we really have anything there, but for regionals, we can go over our plays real quick. I'm on Texas, minus 130, UNC, plus 100. 
Ole Miss plus 185, and ECU plus 225. So those are my four plays. You guys got anything official that you want to send out? Yeah, I got a little bit more than that. I got Texas minus 130, <laughs> Vodtech minus 155, UNC plus 100, Maryland plus 140, AM plus 110, Ole Miss plus 185, Oregon State minus 140, little sprinkle on Oklahoma plus 225. And uh, Michigan, a little sprinkle of Michigan, and then Stanford minus one sixty five. Cool. And and Jake, it's, since he's on so many plays, he's going to be able to tweet out how to hedge all weekend. So make sure you're following Jake on Twitter for those plays. And Jake, I'm assuming you'll tweet all your plays out as well after. Yeah, I'm on a couple of games as well. I could give out now or later. Uh, um, you can tweet them out, and maybe we'll have maybe we'll re convene next week for uh super regionals or something but um games yeah games definitely follow jake as well for that uh ab what are your you got any official plays yep so texas to win the regional minus 120 oregon state to win uh their regional minus 115 stanford win their regional minus 140 even though that's jumped up i'd still take it uh and virginia tech to win the blacksburg regional minus 150 Cool. I like it. And uh, Jake, maybe you, you want to give like your top game for tomorrow, or top two games that you want to play? Yeah, let me go through. Uh, so my, I have a couple upset picks. I like Campbell over Georgia Tech, like I said, at plus 125. And I have VCU at plus 175 over Georgia. And I like Law Tech over Dallas Baptist at minus 135. That's one of my heavier plays. And Ole Miss at minus 155 over Arizona. Awesome. Well, I like it. Um, as always, appreciate all y'all tuning in for this. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to tweet at us. Uh, it is recorded, so you can go through and listen to it again. And as Jake just mentioned, he has his daily plays at the very end as well. But um, appreciate y'all tuning in. And um, if maybe we'll be able to reconvene in a week and go over some super regionals. So. I appreciate everybody, and, and thanks, A.B. and Jake, for coming on and talking with me. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.